everybody welcome to the 324th edition of the holy backboard podcast i am dustin here in sunny rip city and i got my man man just got done with a nap ready to talk about these blazers and i'm excited to say there's going to be a lot more holy backboard content coming up in the future with uh future fridays so i'm very excited a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about but we have about a two-week two weeks of games that we need to discuss and how topsy-turvy this this team is. Yeah, this team's a bit of a, an emotional roller coaster. Uh, I, I think nothing encapsulates the Portland Trailblazers as currently constructed than the span that we saw over the past 48 hours. You have a team that looked unbeatable, uh, really, Monday night against the Lakers, uh, winning 127 to 115, just completely unconscious from downtown. Then the following night, you get the lowly Washington Wizards strolling into your gym, and they beat you by 25 points, and nothing is going in, and you're, you can't fall back on your defense. Like the only way to win for this team is to outscore the opposition. So the Blazers, I mean, you can really just look at the game and, and you can look at the box score. How well did they shoot from three and how many did they make? Like, were they shooting at a good clip at a high volume? If the answer is yes, I bet eight times out of 10, they're probably winning that game. Mm-hmm. The answer is no, they're, they're winning it maybe once, twice out of 10. Like, but that that, that, that counts on Damien being extra human. Like that, just... that counts on Matisse Thibel having ceiling games. That that counts on Cam Reddish hitting his threes. Nasir Little. Like there's everyone has to really go off because if it's almost like it's a uh, contagious. And if one player starts hitting, the other one does. But if you start to see some open threes go off, and the other team's going down, getting paint points it slowly starts to snowball and accumulate and the Blazers kind of can't get out from underneath that avalanche. And at the moment, if the playoffs started today, the Blazers would be out even of the plan. They're sitting at 28 and 30, uh, 11th in the Western Conference. Um, If you were to look at Tankathon, they would have the 12th best odds for their own pick. The Knicks would be in the playoffs and that pick would convey to number 20. So pretty good draft capital if you're looking, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Uh, To quickly recap the games, uh, since you have mentioned it has been a few uh, days since we have recorded actual uh, content for the the team, not trade deadline uh, uh, hoopla and coverage. So you look back, Milwaukee waxes Portland back on the 6th, 127-108. They Do you know when back. Jeremy Grant got hurt? Uh, he got hurt in the Lakers game. Okay. Or the Thunder game, excuse me. Uh, they they handled the Warriors 125 to 122 uh, the day before the deadline. The day after, the Oklahoma City Thunder picked up their third consecutive win over the Blazers this season, uh, outlasting the Blazers 138-129. And as mentioned, Monday defeating the Lakers by 12 but Tuesday losing by 25 to the Washington Wizards. Uh, this sets up a, a all-star break with a lot of questions, Sage. Like it's actually the perfect time 
to record. I'm really glad we waited to record. We were going to record yesterday, but then it kind of dawned on me. I think I heard something that says Blazers are, are playing again, like a home back-to-back. That's kind of strange. Oh, shit. It's it's the All-Star break. And right now with the Blazers at 28 and 30, there there's a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. We'll try to get to everything. Um, but I think first and, and foremost, uh, Sage, we we have to talk about the Anthony Simons injury because I think that is going to completely uh, change the the direction of what this franchise wants to go in uh, over the last 24 games uh, of the season. Just a really gnarly ankle injury. He had to have Yusuf Nurkic actually help him off the court um, into the locker room. It happened in the second half. I believe it was his right ankle. Uh, X-rays came back negative, but th- the swelling was so... Uh, massive that they had to postpone the MRI. It's either happening today or tomorrow. So so we'll know more. But um, right away, we have a fan question that already uh, asks this question. It's, for, it's from Jason uh, on Twitter. Jason wants to know if Ant is out for an extended period of time. And if for an extended period of time for me is three plus weeks. So if Ant is out for three plus weeks, that's two weeks of basketball because you have to factor in the all-star break. Who gets the start? Oh, hmm. Well, I think that we have to discuss Jeremy Grant being out, Yusuf Nurkic being out. All of that usage from those two guys just focused on Dame and Ant. Like, nobody else on our team can handle usage. They all need to be set up by someone to score. So to have all of the responsibility of usage falling on Damian Lillard is going to be insane. Like, I would assume Jeremy Grant returns. Oh, yeah, because concussion right protocol, it would you get a week off of games. I, I, I would assume. What about Yusuf? See, that's that's the tricky part. Are they going to try and stealth tank because that's an injury that you can kind of milk and and say, and it's also it is a valid concern for a big man to you have. You want a him to be a hundred percent ready to play basketball. Yeah, and if if you're just fighting not even for a good play in spot but like the last play in spot there's no need to rest Yusuf, especially because of chauncey billups's affinity for eubanks so there's no real but what worries me is if if ants off the table who the hell's gonna handle the ball and handle usage outside of jeremy grant and damian lillard like none of these players right now are capable of creating their own shot all of it has to be spoon-fed like Eubanks can't do shit unless he's getting the ball right next to the rim. Cam Reddish thinks he can handle usage, but I I remember him airballing open three pointers. So there's no there's no reason to give him more usage. He's not going to be able to do anything with it. So it, it right now with the lack of Ant and the lack of use uh, usage Nurkic or use of Nurkic, it's like what are we doing with the ball? So who starts? I think Cam's gonna start at the three. I, fuck, maybe maybe Nasir at the two. So it's Dame, Nasir, Cam, Jeremy, and Drew. I, there's no way that's Shaden. It has to be Shaden. Like it should be Shaden Sharp. Like I think if Joke, I think you'll look out when I, I'm assuming Ant is going to be out for an extended period of time. So when Portland travels to Sacramento. Next Thursday, the 23rd, if Shaden Sharp is starting, Joe Cronin has the ear of Jody Allen. 
Joe Cronin definitely is on. He and Mike Schmitz are all aboard Shaden Sharp. They they see they have a front row seat of what he has done the past four games, actually getting run. This has been the first time all season he's put together double digit scoring efforts in four consecutive games. I I believe it will be Shaden Sharp because I think Joe Cronin has that pull. Now, if it's not Shaden, then you know Chauncey Phillips has a little more leeway than we would all like to uh, believe because for whatever reason, he d- is not wanting to give more of a lion's share of time to to Shaden and Nasir specifically. But, you know, this to, to me, I mean, they're this starting. Is, this is set up, starting. Sage. This is set up perfectly for the Blazers to get a look at what Damian Lillard can look like alongside an actual shooting guard with size and athleticism and instincts and just I think a charisma about his game where like I tune in to watch this kid play like I really don't think the Blazers are going anywhere this year even if they make the plan and if they make the lottery clearly their season is is going to come to an end uh in April mm-hmm. I tune in because I am so enthralled with this prospect that we have that continues to grow and when you look at the play that he made against the lakers the off ball the deflection the the sprint out and the takeoff from the the free throw line damn near scotty pippen did that exact same play against the blazers the 92 final scotty pippen was a member of the dream team like he is doing things that all-time greats do like the the play last night against the wizards getting baseline baiting taj gibson out to him being patient taking the ball base on and just elevating Kyle Kuzma having no chance at all. And he just gets banged on. Like these are top 1% moves that, that he is doing. And this, this scenario is being served to Chauncey Billups on a silver platter. You don't have to worry about hurting ants feelings or ego. He is sidelined. Like this is, everyone is encouraging you to make this decision. So if I was the coach, it is shade and sharp hands down. And even if I just think anything else would be kind of ham fisted, we don't have another true shooting guard on this roster. Matisse is a three cams, a three slash a four. Nasir is a three slash a four. Like you, you need, you need a shooter at the shooting guard. Shade and sharp shooting 36% from three this year. Like let's get him more looks. The shot is looking better. The confidence has, I think he kind of hit a rookie wall. You can see he's starting to kind of break through that rookie wall a bit. Um, and it happens to everyone. I was reading the forums. Magic fans are already talking about Paolo Bancaro. Like he's tired. He's had a lot of usage. His shots are hitting the front of the rim now. Like every rookie, no matter how good they are, hits a wall. But then they, the good ones start to find out a way to power through. And we all have to remember, 19-year-old kid did not play college ball last year. Now he's playing four games and five nights, back-to-backs, 25, 26 minutes against the best caliber talent in the entire planet. I'd say he's doing pretty damn well. And if we get a highlight or two out of a game, Sage, that is worth the price of admission. So long-winded, it has to be shade and sharp. I think for just the sanity of the fan base, because I think we're all just kind of... Do you think Chauncey Phillips gives a fuck about the fan base? If he wants to keep his job, I, I truly I mean, believe. I truly believe that Terry Stott was able to keep his Matisse job longer. Eibel and Cam and fucking gave our bum ass uh, Knox minutes. And he I, 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 once the fans turn on you, Sage. That management listens to that. It may not be. It, it depends on how big of an ear they want to it, but management will listen to that. Now, if you have a somewhat content fan base, a content fan base buys tickets. They buy merch. They go to the games. 
you start taking away the 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 you know you've got you've got two pots of gold at the end of the rainbow this year for the Blazers. It Shaden's highlight reel plays and and just you know jaw dropping ability, and you've got the unreal consistency of Damian Lillard, who's a seven time All Star, borderline first team All NBA player this year. Those are those are the things that people are coming to see. You have a coach start to take that away, and you're not winning games in the process. Yeah, that's that's a recipe for you to to get you know uh, that pink slip. I, I I don't think we're at the point yet where. I think we're I, I closer agree with than you. people think. Yes. I, I agree with you. I would start Shaden Sharp, but honestly, I, I he doesn't show like I I think that he's getting more minutes, but I think there is context to why he's getting those minutes. Like I think the Lakers game was a blow up, a blowout. So they just gave him the blowout run instead of Cam or uh, Matisse. I think that he has a he doesn't like Shaden enough to give him a clear amount of minutes there he's giving chances to guys that may or may not be on the team next year where Nasir and, and, and Shaden are going to be on the team for at least five years. Right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so I'm yeah, just thinking about what Chauncey how, does. How upset I, or annoyed with you were you that he's just immediately starting Matisse and Cam Reddish players. I both like, but they have huge warts. They have huge warts. Like Matisse had his best shooting game ever. <laughs> and now people are thinking that he's a good shooter. And then all of a sudden, when he regresses to the mean, is absolute shit. He doesn't do shit except defensive stats. And you know how hard it is to get defensive stats? Like I I I'm flabbergasted by some of the rotation rotational choices that Chauncey Billups does. So yeah, Ooh, I, I think love I, my jaw hit the floor when I saw Kevin Knox. I, I was like, I'm out, who man. the fuck is that? And I was like, holy shit, it's Kevin Knox. Like, I hadn't seen him in a while. I was used to, he had more of a, of a flat top when he was drafted. And then he, he has uh, the cornrows now. And I hadn't seen that. So I was like, I legitimately had to pause. I'm like, who, who the hell did we just sub into the game? Like, who who, who is this man? And I, I was... I was like, you're putting him in before Shaden Sharp in the third quarter. What are we doing here? Like, I, I get you want to see something from Kevin Knox, but if you're still trying to make the playoffs, that is an unserious move. Put him on, put him in when we were blowing out the Lakers, exactly. right? Exactly. So I, I think I think I w- I would love to agree with you that Shaden Sharp is in a start. I think that he's going to put in Nasir. I think he likes Nasir more than Shaden. I see. I don't think he likes Nasir at all. I don't think you like Shaden Sharp at all. <laughs> I mean, While we're on the, the topic of Chauncey Billups, something I have to say that I continuously see and it just bugs the shit out of me. Uh-huh. Bro is way too chummy with the opposition. He's oh, yeah. Over there talking it up, hamming it up, you know, shoulder. He should over, be an ambassador it. to the league, not a, a, a head coach of a, of a franchise. I wanna, so, Pat Riley, like, there were so many lores and tales about him where. He's like, there's no hugs. There's no hand pounds. Like you go out there, the players in your jersey, those are the ones you're cheering for. Like those are the ones you're 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 cool with. Like between the lines, like you need to be like riding with your team. When you see your coach out there just like thinking it's like a, a you know, a good old time, like I, I don't know. That that just really rubs me the wrong way, especially it's like a, a highly it's, like a, it's a highly competitive atmosphere. And you're if I'm a, I'm like, you're not locked in. Like, don't talk to him. You can talk to him after the game. 
like lock in on me, lock in on the team. What can we be doing better? What do you want us to do? Focus. I mean, show some fucking emotion. Like he gets technicals way after the fact. Like I don't <laughs> feel like he's standing up for his team. Waste more challenges than than anyone can know. Um, I'm just like I'm at my wits end. Like it was a horrible hire at the time. Um, our friend of the show, Evan, put out a, a tweet. I think it was after the game. In two seasons with Damian Lillard, 35 and 40 for Chauncey Billups. So, you know, fuck all that that tanking narrative last year. Yeah, you can. I know he's getting a mulligan from a lot of the fan base for that. But Damian played a chunk of that season and he's played the majority of this season sub 500 with one of the best 10 basketball players in the world on your roster. The 75th part of the 75 team. Yeah, like. Terry Stotts, I, and again, this is not Terry is should be the coach. It's just we really have an apples to apples comparison because he was the previous coach. Took rosters with Mason Plumley and Alfaruk Aminu and Maurice Harkless to the second round of the playoffs. Like he has, he had Damian Lillard just like Chauncey does. And I, I would, I would argue that right now Damian's smarter and more experienced. Oh, only getting better. Yeah, right. like so he's. Terry Stotts took a lesser Damian Lillard and he had CJ McCollum instead of Anthony. So yeah, the small backcourt made as well. Yeah. So like, it's why the, the comparison to me is has enough merit to actually directly compare the two is because there are so many similarities between some of the, the squads that each coach had to deal with. And I, I just, I don't remember a coach underperforming so significantly. So yeah. Um, well, Doug, like we're doing the, the freezer Fridays. And there's guys with humongous high ceilings that are in the over overtime elite league, right? But I don't think that Chauncey Billups could handle them because they need specialized training and they need specialized work. So, like, if I'm writing my list for the Blazers, like, I put Brandon Miller, someone who we don't particularly like that much, over guys with enormous ceilings that need good coaching like so we're 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 in the process of potentially taking twice right so like having this dude as a coach makes you have to go with lower ceiling higher floor players because we d- that have like a huge litany of like okay brandon miller's like like chris middleton if if he's 50 percent, he's this player he's this player it's like the thompson twins there ain't nothing like the Thompson twins that have ever existed because they're a hundred percent athletes, like you know, hundred percentile athletes. So we can't have Chauncey Billups have have like those guys, or it's just such a pain in the ass to have somebody who's so so mid as a coach be in charge of your franchise, especially when it looks like we're gonna have two first round picks. So we'll have to go with two guys that have. A long like a long history of oh these guys succeed in the league. Not these guys are crazy athletic and super skilled defensively. And if we can just get their shot right, they're gonna be all defensive players and you know high level guards. So, so it's Shaden just so so is a high upside player, and Portland still took him. Given his success this year, do you think that's more of an indictment just on his natural ability, or do you think he has been coached up to an extent? I, I'm hot and cold with that because there were times when Shaden just played and he had like zero usage and zero like responsibility on the court and was just standing in the corner with just like 
you know, mid players around him. So I don't feel like that's a good usage of his abilities. And then sometimes he looks confident. I just think Chauncey Billups put him with players that don't pass the ball like Ant and Eubanks instead of Nurkic and Dame. And Trendon. Yeah, like I'm pretty impressed with what Trendon's doing as that second second team playmaker you mentioned ant being out and who was the ball maker i was going to say it's, it's got to be you have to give trendon some some oh run, yeah he's but, definitely going to take some usage but but I, i'm okay goes, with that because i love that combination that they have together like they he they can actually have a, a, a natural connection and you're you're seeing that come together and they look for one another um and that's the type of he's taking justice winslow's spot in yeah, my that's the type of relationships you need on a team um that once you play together for you know a, a good amount of time, you start making just plays off of instinct, and it's tougher for the defense um, to react. You also, I have another question for you uh, off of what you were saying. You talked about the Blazers having to tank, probably for the second straight time. And really, in my fandom, tanking hasn't always been a thing. I would say it really started with the process Sixers, and the Blazers have really only had two teams that were just bad enough to be in the lottery. Uh, high in the lottery that was 04 and 05 and 05 and 06 um you know you're talking about like victor kriapa and juan dixon and steve blake just getting the lion's share of run but portland having to tank twice and joe cronin in this press conference after the trade deadline was directly asked will we see something similar to what we saw last year and what that was referencing to was a direct tanking holding players out basically making up injuries giving young players developmental time but really just trying to get the best odds possible to get the highest pick possible i was under the assumption he was going to shoot that down right away especially with a healthy damian lillard but he didn't and he said we're going to basically play it by ear and, and see how it goes um to me i feel like there is an organizational internal struggle right now because th- there is a uh you feel indebted to Dame. You you feel uh, obligated to to go out and, and compete uh, honestly for this player who has put the franchise on his back. But you also, as a, a, an organization, your job is to look long term, and, and you see where this team's at short term, and it's not even close. So long term, you need to get the best assets possible, and how do you do that in a small market is is through the draft, and you also have a couple of generational prospects at the top of that list. So I think they're really torn internally on what they want to do. But that's um, been the case for the Blazers since we've done this podcast eight years ago. There's always they've always been riding the fence. So that doesn't surprise me. Like I don't think our organization ex- has been that good. I think they've always wanted to win. I just think Neil Olshay's moves made it feel pushed us back towards the middle. I just really feel like the last two years, it's there's finally been a push of like okay, I'm not sure if this is going to work. And you also look at the deadline. Like, I think we were both fans of the deadline, but, you know, I was watching, you know, kind of Cam Reddish out there and he kind of pulls up and airballs that three. It was reminiscent of if anybody watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air back in the day when Will and Carlton were both on the same team. (laughs) Carlton steals the ball from Will and just throws it and he's looking up and he thinks it's going in and it just goes 30 feet to the right. That's exactly, Damian Lillard's right next to Cam Reddish and Cam just takes it. It just pulls and it hits nothing but oxygen. Uh, so my, so my question is like, 
this to me isn't a roster built to win around Dame. And it's not even making that home run move, whether that was Kevin Durant or, or OG Ananobi. Like, really look at what they've done. They haven't brought in a, a, a backup point guard. You know, they can they can tout Ryan Archie Diakono as that. They haven't brought in a backup center. And, you know, if Anthony's out for an extended amount of time, they're not going to go out in the buyout market and bring in someone. Like, they are, I think, trying to, with as much integrity as one can tank, they're trying to tank, right? Like, we, they like Cam. I like Cam as well, but he is still a developmental player and with developmental players, Matisse Thibel being one as well, you take the the bumps with the bruises, the highs with the lows, the good with the bad, and you're going to get ceiling games like Matisse going four of six, blocking Malik Beasley shot into the third row against the Lakers. And you're going to get what he gave against the Washington Wizards where he was a complete non-factor. So to me, it's, it's evidently clear what they want to do. I just think these next few moves or next few weeks are going to uh, tell uh, they're going to paint a, a bigger story because you have Portland two games under 500, eight of the next 10 after the all-star break are on the road, including just a gnarly uh, Eastern conference uh, road trip that includes Boston and Philadelphia. So I think Portland after that trip, we will know more. I think the direction they want to go in, I think they do want to uh, get as many ping pong balls as possible. And I think if Anthony Simons' injury is uh, as worse as many of us think it might be, just based upon the footage, that might be Portland's kind of like lifeline to go out and do that a little bit easier than it may have been before. I just don't want Chauncey Billups to re- reap the benefit of this injury and having him be on this team longer. Because now he has that excuse that we've had major injuries for our entire starting lineup. Josh Hart was turned into Tony Snell with us. We have all of these excuses. Let me have another year to ruin this team some more. That's that's going to be on the owner and that's going to be on Joe Cronin because I, I they know they have the data that last year did not start off well as well. And that yeah. and Cronin probably wants him to fail so he can bring in his own dude too. Because Chauncey wasn't Cronin's dude. He was Neil's. So it, it just it's Interesting to see what's what's going to happen. The Blazers have quite a few players on the mend, as as we mentioned, and they have to navigate this very delicately, right? You have a player in in Jeremy Grant who is going to help you win some games, but is he going to be cool? You know, he came to Portland to win, and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Money talks, the length of the contract talks. From all accounts, he's happy in Portland, but. How will he react if maybe he's sidelined for the last month of the season? Like he he has a concussion. Uh, Justice Winslow has been out with an ankle injury for it seems like months, and I I don't he's a, a unrestricted free agent as well. I don't know how he fits into the team both short term and long term, especially when you just added Matisse Thibel and Cam Reddish. You're seeing more minutes from Shaden Sharp. Like there's just not a lot of room for him now. And I think he would be holding some of those players back. And I don't think there's room for him moving forward. So I don't think there could be kind of that handshake deal that they did with Simons and Nurkic last year when they kind of rested them saying, hey, we're going to take care of you in the summertime, which which they did. I don't know if that's going to be the, the same deal on the table for Winslow. Uh, and, and clearly, you still have Yusuf Nurkic on a three-year deal after this year. 
you want to make sure that calf is all right. And I think they're going to really milk that one. They, they may milk that one to the point where they did last year. I think he got injured around the same time last year and they just ended up holding him out. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage the, these injuries. Um, again, I think the next 10 games will tell Portland really all, all they know. And um, it, it's, it's going to be much more of an enjoyment this season than last because you have a healthiness here. You now have Shaden Sharp. You have a reclamation project, two of them, and Thibel and and Reddish. Uh, Watford is is in year two. Like Jabari Walker. Like you have players that you can say, okay, I can see the foundation being built for the next five years here. Last year, it was maybe as bleak as it as it's been. So maybe had Brandon Miller taking thirty shots a game. <laughs> that that was un, unwatchable. But last year, at least you get the you get, you get two. You get to see your young guys play. Like Trent Watford finally is in a position where it's like, okay, I see him as a playmaker in the second unit. I I did not see that last year where. Like now it's like, okay, I see a defined role for him. He's going to be a secondary playmaker on the second unit. Maybe, you know, if we don't trust Anthony to pass, he'll be the number one playmaker in that unit. And I I, I think that we're seeing players develop roles of and expectations on what they can and cannot do. So, yeah, I think that I think that the end of the year is going to be more entertaining than last. I think it'll be, I mean, the young guys are still going to play. That's what I tune in for. I mean, dog, like. I don't want to see Trenton Water play 36 minutes. I like Trenton. I'm, I'm, I'm a Trenton guy. I absolutely want to see that. Let me see that. I believe. I, I am a believer. I, I, I converted. Uh, this, this, this past season. So I, I see I think that, that I'm I, being way more nice than I what last year yeah you're coming around you know you yeah but i don't want to say that i gotta preach more to you sage it's uh the, the word of trending and we're gonna get it going but um two players i want to talk about matisse thibel and cam reddish i you also obviously we talked about nasir and shaden having contracts being on the team next year you also have jabari walker you have potentially two first round draft picks to me it, it feels like cam and Matisse, they're kind of playing for one spot next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like, even if they both stay, there's the minutes aren't going to be there for, for them to develop. Like, we're getting one way get better picks. on the bench. They have to go out there, they have to play, they have to get experience, play through mistakes, get confidence, and find a rhythm. I, I, I think it's almost like a three's a crowd scenario. Mm-hmm. Who has impressed you more, maybe in their careers and in, in the few games with, with Portland? And who do you think is going to be that the player who sticks around longer term in Portland? I think Cam, just because he can play offense. Matisse is it's just such a it's just a such a he can be impactful if he, he makes that shot, but that's just such a bad bet for him to be consistent with his sh- shooting. So I think Cam would get it. But honestly, like w- when I think about it. This is the deepest draft I can think of for wings. We're getting one guaranteed, but we could get two wings if, with our first round picks. Like it could be 
Jet Walker and Anthony Black. Like, Jet then neither of them are going to be there, you know? <laughs> Jet Howard, right? Yeah. You said Jet Walker. Well, you know who I really wanted to say. <laughs> but I was trying to think of wings. Jarris Walker is more of a four. So I didn't want to. But, you know, yeah, Jet and Black, Anthony Black or something like that. We, It could honestly be both of these guys are wings. So they're playing for a spot that doesn't exist. But if I had to if I had to choose, I pick Cam because he of the obviously the willingness to shoot uh, is is a very important thing with with this team because. He's going to Matisse is going to get Josh Hart open threes, but I have no faith that he's going to make them. I think I'm going to go the opposite way. I think I'll, I'll take Matisse, Matisse Thibault. Because of the defense? Yeah, I mean, they put out a stat. I was listening to the fifth quarter show after the Lakers game, and it didn't re- didn't dawn on me. Sage, when do you think the last time a member of the Portland Trailblazers made an all-NBA defensive team, first or second? Drexler? I mean, not that far back, but it's... Oh, it's wow. <laughs> 2004, Theo Ratliff, second team. 2000, Scotty Pippen, second team. 1991, Buck Williams, first team. So it's been 31 it's been a, years. It's, it's been a while. 31 years since a member of the Blazers made first team all defense. It's only happened three times in 31 years that they made either team. Matisse Thibel, well, just throw offense. I, I know it's played on both sides of the floor. Facts are facts. He has made two first team all defensive selections that's something that i just i can't overlook and especially when you and for how much we got him for too that has to be taken into his value right now is is so low that sorry i had to let my cat out his value right now is is it's not where it wasn't in philly when he was making those all defensive teams like Thibault was a part of that package to try and lure Damian Lillard away from Portland. Like the Philly fans were including him. Like he was, you know, a big piece of, of that puzzle. The shot doesn't look broke. Like it doesn't look like a bad shooting shot. Like it, it, I think it can be corrected. Will he ever be a, a knockdown shooter? Probably not, but I'm hopeful we get more of those Laker type performances. <laughs> I just think this team needs a point of attack defender. They went out, they tried to get Gary Payton the second. Clearly, that did not work. You need someone who can just at least hang their hat on defense, whether it, it becomes like an Avery Bradley situation in Boston where he comes in off the bench and he's just a guard stopper. Okay, John Morant's starting to cook us. Just go in there and, and put hands on him and try and slow him down. I think the reason I take Thibel over Reddish is because he has a defined skill set. And I just think there's... Like, what does Cam Reddish do better than Nasir Little? Is it because he's 6'8 and Nasir's 6'6? Six, six? Like, is that the only thing Cam Reddish does better than Nasir Little? I don't think Cam Reddish does anything better than Nasir Little. Exactly. So I I I like Cam Reddish. I like that addition. I like that we're trying to take a flyer on him. But I don't know if he is better than his direct competition. Matisse Thibel, whether you know you love him or hate him, he at least does something better and different than anybody on this roster. So I think that's why. And also... Whether it's fair or not, the Blazers have been known to just be a god-awful defensive team for the past 15, 14, whatever, how many years. 
So there's going to be a natural overcorrection in that area. So I see them going towards, okay, we needed a defensive minded player. And it doesn't mean I want him to start or play 30 minutes, but I, I think don't think, get- I, I think if you give him two rotation minutes of eight minutes, you, you don't damage your offense so bad. If you are smart with who you're putting him with. And if he plays the type of defense that he's known for, he's getting out and getting you fast break opportunities, but yeah, you don't, don't, you should go to the bucket. You don't have to play in the half court. So, um, it just it just is when we have to play when we have to play that half court basket. It could be it could be gross with people not respecting his shot at all. It's interesting that. But do you think if if Nurk and Jeremy Grant were on the court with him, he plays the 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 dunking spot center? Do you think our offense would be fine because you trust Yusuf Nurk at shooting threes? really don't like the idea of our offense being predicated on Yusuf Nurkic being a respectable three-point shooter. He has this year, though. So I probably wouldn't. You know, thankfully, you would have Jeremy who would space the floor. I think you would need at least three legit floor spacers. So like Nasir, Dame Nasir, uh, Yusuf and Jeremy, along with Matisse. Or Shaden for Nasir, yeah. It's just... You have to be... You have to be... You have to think about what you do with Matisse, whereas Cam, you don't have to think. You can put Cam in, like, and I, I wish we had a better coach. Twenty-five minutes, Cam, to figure it out. Um, but if I'm going just based on player type and skill and need, um, that's who who I would go with. What, one last thing on Cam Reddish. I mean, Jarris Walker's gonna just take a spot anyway, so it doesn't. We don't really have to worry about. It. <laughs> Uh, a Knicks fan put out a YouTube video and was just basically like, what happened to Cam Reddish? Like five star, went to Duke, top 10 pick with Atlanta. And again, these are all just rumblings or reports that like maybe he wanted to secure the bag in Atlanta, wanted to be the man and maybe bit off more than he could chew. And I, I don't. It kind of reminds is, me of Torian Prince. It, it just there's a I find a little bit of credibility in that just because, again, this is a secondhand story. I don't aggregate this or or whatever just it's a podcast we're just talking about what we've heard i remember when i worked with the blazers there was uh when we acquired thomas robinson again number five pick one spot before damian lillard national player of the year at kansas goes to sacramento flops it was reported that he was in a video room with scouts and they were showing him or team, team personnel showing him footage of kenneth Farid. they wanted him to be the manimal just rebound your ass off, go out, play defense. And he, and he looks over, he's like, I'm better than him. Mm-hmm, and he's, <laughs> he's clearly not. Like, that's what he should have hung his hat on. So I think there's a little bit of a... Uh, Did you think Thomas out. was going to be better than an absolute flop? Yeah, I thought Tom, I was I was hoping he would fall to us. Like, I loved Thomas Robinson at Kansas. Uh-huh. And it just, it didn't work out for him. And there is a lot of ego that comes in there, whether it's a five-star I mean, recruit he, or yeah. your top of the world in college. When you start to get humbled at the NBA level or realize you can't do the same things at this competition spot, then you have to figure out how, how to change and adapt. And the role players that do that stay around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Other ones, it just doesn't happen. They have to go overseas um, or they just continue to get bounced around. Um, I do think Cam Reddish has a lot of natural ability, but sometimes it just takes time to put it all together. You and I, honestly, I haven't lot. seen a ball handling a playmaking or 
you know, anything other than a catch and shoot spot on offense and, 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 a, and a freak athlete. Like he just, I don't see a, a basketball player. I see someone who is good at basketball, but not a basketball player, if that makes sense. Totally, I understand that. So um, that's just something to look out for and see if Cam can put it together in Portland. But that's, I think that's a reason why quite a few young players just, it doesn't work out sometimes is like they, they come in and it's like, oh, this is a reality check. Like these, these dudes are a lot better than I thought they were. I'm not attached to any of them, really. Like, I would much rather the 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 guys that have been on our team for the entire year start. Absolutely. Okay, so you're the coach. Who are you starting game one out of the All-Star break? Dame, Nas, Shaden, Jeremy, and then whoever our biggest. I agree with that. Uh, 100%. That's that's what I want to see. And I'm playing those two wings 30-plus minutes. Yes. I absolutely like it was so exciting. Cam is going to be there to be the substitution and tease, but they're not playing more than 15 minutes unless there's major foul trouble. What do you, so I want to get to these, uh, these two fan questions because I think they are are a a good segue. So it's from our friend uh, paint in PDX um, also runs Giffords flowers. So free promo. If you ever need flowers, you're in the Portland area. Call up Giffords. Uh, Payton PDX might even deliver them to you. He's already delivered me uh, two of my bouquets that, that I have ordered. Um, really good dude. He says, clearly the Blazers are flawed. Uh, we need a real coach, a real owner, and substantial upgrades to the roster. Two-parter, what do you want to see in the final 24 games? And what do you think we'll see in the final 24 games? So let's start with the first part of that question. What do you want to see as uh, someone watching this team closely over the final 24 game stage? A a gradual but respectful winding down in Damian use Damian Lillard's usage in minutes. So thirty to thirty-two. Twenty-eight to thirty. Okay, I think. Okay, okay. I don't this think it. You, this is what you want to see. I, okay, okay. Um, more young guys playing. Shaden having thirty minutes to make decisions. This year, working on his ball handling too. Um, Trendon and uh, Jabari playing more minutes. Obviously, we pay we 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 rest Nurkic until it it's impossible not to play him a little bit, and then we tank and we get Jarris Walker. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's it's so hard. Like this year feels a lot different to me as as a as a fan watching this team. Like last year I wanted them to lose like at all costs. Like it was just not fun at all. There was nothing to to hang your hat on. This year it's like if you win, I'm like cool. Like Shaden had 15 points and this year went 4 of 8 from the field. Like there's things that you can really take and put them forward to your foundation. Yeah, and positive. So if if they win, it's not like why why is Josh Hart scoring 42 points? Like that's yeah, not going to well, help us. So in, in an instance, it's different. I I, I want to see uh, Shaden in this year start, get that run that you mentioned, and really see what they can add to their game. Like with 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 Shaden, we want to see him be a little bit more confident. We, we want to see can he put the ball on the floor a little bit? Uh, can he lead the transition? Uh, w- with Nasir, it's. Can the can the off ball defense start to sharpen up a little bit more? 
And can you continue? So if, if we take them, if it was NBA 2K, you would take Shaden to dribble camp and you take Nasir to defense camp? Yes. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. So I, I want to see that. I, too, want to see Dame ramp down a bit. If you truly, I mean, regardless of whether they want to build around him or not, he's under contract for four or five more years. Mm-hmm. And the contract only gets substantially more expensive. So that this is an obviously it's a person, but as a player, it's an investment. And you want to treat that investment wisely with care. Um, I would like to see that as well. So like if they win, great. Like I get caught up in the moment too, watching the young players. Like Shaden hits that three, it cuts it to 10. I'm like, okay, let's let's go. And then Beal comes down and gets that and one. And it's like, okay, like this is better long term. Let's see what we can do in, in the lottery. And who knows? You you may even luck into uh, Wembenyama or Scoot. So, yeah. What I, happens I, if we get Scoot in your mind? Scoot, I think he becomes Dame's, uh, I think he becomes Dame's protege. Like, he's like, you're. So, we do Dame, Scoot, and then we trade Ant? I mean, I I, I think they need to move away from the Dame. Scoot 6-2. Regardless. No, I, I would I, I would bring Scoot off the bench. Like you could play him good minutes, but like I want to see a real sized NBA backcourt. So it's just like Do they okay. ever play together? Sure. Uh, I, I'm fine playing together, just like I'm fine with Dame and Ant playing together in limited in minutes, especially with Dame getting but Scoot's older. legitimately a good defender too. Yeah, I mean it's different. Like, are you a Marcus Smart level defender or are you just like an average defender? Like you have to be really good, but like I, I would be. Um, I think that would work really nicely in Portland's favor. And then you were... you can treat Dame with the respect that he deserves and send him off. And then when you go to the best prospect since fucking Derrick Rose. <laughs> um, so that's that's really what I want to see. I just want to see growth and development. I want to be entertained when I turn on the game. Like my time is very uh, infrequent, and I you know I have to be efficient with it. So if I'm watching a game like. I, if if this, if I had a newborn last year, I'm not watching what we saw You're last not year. Watching that I'm not watching <laughs> that. I'll, I make time, whether it's you know just if I'm hearing it or I'm getting bit. I make time to watch. Like I, Shaden Sharp, like I, I that was worth the game watching what he's able to do. The, the footwork on the fadeaway against the Lakers, like that's like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan stuff. Like players just aren't able to do that with the footwork and the fadeaway and the the, the just the grace. That, that he plays with. So if you're, and I truly believe I am like a full believer in his development that if he, if he hits and I'm starting to think that he will, like you're going to have another uh, candidate for greatest trailblazer of all time. Once it's all said and done, like this is really starting to shape up nicely for the blazers because I guarantee you, if there was a redraft today, he's not available at seven. There's no chance in hell. He's available at seven. Hollow. I think it's ahead of him. Ivy, maybe. I I mean, I, I would take the six seven guy, but that's me. Over damn, we loved Ivy. D- does Chet count? Sure, I, I'm taking so this is me completely all in. If somebody said we'll offer you Paolo Bencaro for Shaden Sharp, I'm saying no. I know he's the better player right now. I I'm thinking career is over. I'm a full believer in the career. The okay. two-way potential. Uh, Paolo would be my number two. Don't like, okay, I was okay. absolutely fantastic. We were wrong. You you were wrong on Vala. Yeah, I, I had him lower than most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, I get why you did. I get why you didn't like him. 
totally get why you didn't. And that's 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 the college setting as well, right? Like, oh yeah, I mean that that Duke setting was just fucking awful. Like that was the most unpleasant shit to watch. Fucking five NBA players play basketball, and I get it. (laughs) I totally Um, get why you don't like them. Second part of the question: What do you think we will see? I, I I'll start it off. I th- I think everything is predicated on how long Anthony Simons is out for because I think if he's out longer, it speeds up the stealth tank. If he's ready to go by All Star break, I think you're going to kind of see the same thing. Uh, though it'll be a little bit longer process to see whether they're in the play in or they're not. But if he's out and you got to go eight of ten on the road, um, I mean we're struggling. We struggled to beat the Warriors without Steph and the Lakers without LeBron, or we didn't struggle to beat the Lakers without LeBron, but we did beat the Lakers without LeBron. We've lost three times to the Thunder and the Wizards um, just came in and any team with length or size is just, they're going to give us a problem. Yeah, without so, Yusuf? Yeah, with, I mean, we're kind of seeing what, what's life like w- without Yusuf Nurkic and... Eubanks um, is going to give everybody their season high. He's trying, but he's he's still... Six, I, nine, there, there's undersized. issues with him like jumping too much, getting out of position. Like you know, I did, that there Yusuf was a mic'd up. I don't remember what game it was, but I think they were. Ta- somebody was talking. Was like Drew, like don't go for every single block. You have to know who's your personnel because he's just you know excitable and he wants to get that block and he wants to make a play. But part of being a good defender is knowing when to go after a weak side shot block because one, mm-hmm. you have to make sure your teammates in position to box out. Uh, your you man. No, we aren't. And two, you have to know. Okay, does the guy who who's driving is his man going to be able to get to that? Because I think mm-hmm. Shaden was coming on. It's like Shaden would have had that block. Like you're you're fine. Um, but again, he's he's still a young player, and he's he's really being overextended in his role. Oh, he's absolutely, trying. absolutely. Um, so that's what that's. It's a hard question to answer because I don't know the severity of the injury i i tend to think they hold ant and nurk out longer than expected mm. and they're just they're gonna try they're gonna play dame they're gonna play jeremy they're not gonna bring any reinforcements the, this team kind of knows what they are um and i'll give joe cronin credit for that but i feel like if this was neil olshay he would be doing a lot of dumb things right yeah. now um really trying to win when it's not even in, in the card so I think Cronin has a good self-awareness of, of what's going on. And I love that they brought in Mike Schmitz. Um, Use him. Yep. Um, He probably has opinions on who's the best wing prospect. Before we sign off here, Sage quick, quick discussion. What, what, what are your thoughts on the Gary Payton two saga and how it started and why it started? Drama, man. I mean, messy drama for a role player, bro. Yeah. You know, there's just so much leaked information that I don't know what is true and what is not. I just I I don't think I've ever seen a player's agent say, no, this didn't happen. And the players just kind of sitting there like. Like, I, 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 I don't know, like if you go back and you see. Golden State didn't treat Iguodala's foot injury in 18 very well. Clearly, they put Durant out there in 19, and he ruptured his Achilles. Um, And and I'm not absolving the Blazers from this because they've made a lot of decisions recently that have upset me. So it's maybe more of the ones like, I don't think the Blazers organization is great, but maybe in this instance, they're not the worst of the two. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, it's just so much shit that you can't 
there's just so many rumors out there that you can't make an informed decision of what actually happened. The only people that know what actually happened are is the medical staff and Gary Payton the second. So I, I really don't know, but it's, it's, it's odd to me that it's just like a guy that he's skilled enough to be in the NBA, but really, is it any different? Like, I don't know, man. He, it just kind of sucks that there's going to be no retractions. Like the, the the stories out there, and everyone's like, "Oh, Portland made somebody play through mm-hmm. pain. Portland made somebody take pain meds, and this and that." And then you have just I thought that, that the, I just forgot what it was, what the pain med is called, but for it all, like I thought because I know the NFL doesn't like that being used, and then Anise told me what it is, and I'm like. Or, seem... Orally, it's essentially like Advil slash ibuprofen. Yeah, like I, I thought it was like some fucking secret painkiller that I did too. Yeah, like varsity like blues that they use for the quarterback trying to let him play shit, with his I... shoulder. Yeah, like oh, is this what they gave Drew Brees to fix his shoulder? <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting, unfortunate, messy, gross situation. Really bad journalism, I, I think. By you know, those journalists got their fucking. They just got super excited with what they can say and didn't yep. report and there, there's it gonna be no repercussions. And I think that's kind of what's um upsetting and and unfortunate. But uh I believe Sean Hyken uh, did, did a really good job uh, of kind of reporting the facts and, and laying everything out as as one. I mean, you have Bob Myers interviewed after the trade deadline, and he's like, Yeah, well, we saw Gary Payton the second start against us, so you know, I thought he was totally fine. Uh, well, did you realize he was out longer than expected this year? Uh, he had missed like the first three months of the season. He's clearly on a minutes restriction. A fucking tough minutes restriction. And it's like he, he was medically cleared to play month or weeks before. Um, I, I just it kind of felt like the Warriors were pissed off. The Blazers finally got the better end of a deal and started. But leaking they still some. saved like 70 fucking million dollars. They did. And it's it's just a weird situation, I think. And they got rid of the worst player in the league. Fucking Christ, I can't believe he's starting today, bro. It's yeah, it's just a little, little odd how it all played out. I think the the reputation for Gary Payton took a hit after he got the the trade to Golden State. Didn't wasn't really liked in the locker room. The organization was a little upset. You know the but you, did you? I I barely watch Blazers broadcasting, but when I do, they're always on his. Like they were saying, how good of a teammate he is, how great he. Of I mean, a that's, that's, that, that's PR. I mean, they're trying to sell tickets. They're trying to build up the hype that. But Gary it's just Payton like, returns. goddamn, you treat Gary so nice, but you so mean to Yusuf. What the fuck? And I think what happened was, is either it was Peyton or his reps or the Warriors were like, whoa, we got to get his reputation back. And I think they said something they couldn't take back. And if you you know you read through the reports, they start to slowly walk it back. First, it was the injections, then it was no, it's orally, and it's oh, he's going to be out three months. Oh, it's going to be just a month now, and like it's just all very catty and petty. And he said, she said, and ultimately unnecessary. None of it needed to happen. Uh, I think Chris Haynes on Mark Stein, he and Mark Stein's podcast mentioned that the Warriors want the league to look into the Larry Nance Jr. Larry, yeah, yeah. It's like, bro, they knew he was hurt. He was just, that was free player for them. Like he's playing real minutes for them this he's year. Like that was a free player that they threw into the deal. Most Blazer fans are like, why are you just giving him away for nothing? And so it just, 
it doesn't look good for for either party mm. uh, and really like you know i think what kind of swayed me was like you have justice winslow like does the kermit uh sipping tea and then you have josh hart uh unprompted in new york kind of shout out the blazers organization in his time there so it's like something definitely was was going on um just un- an unfortunate unnecessary situation and i hope it's behind everyone and we can just move on but i i i can tell you it doesn't seem like gary payton the second is going to be a fan favorite uh oh. in portland and i mean like he went to the team that he wanted to so there's like that bit of entitlement like i, I don't know I, I i hope he fucking play i hope he's healthy enough to play man but absolutely yeah yeah i i, I mean I want those second round picks now, though. We have a guy that's like a draft guru. Let's I I hope we get Bob Miller out of this or some some defensive players and we don't have to deal with Matisse. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say? Or no, we, we will uh, be returning not this Sunday, but probably after some of the games have, have been played or after the all we'll, we'll be back after the all star break. Um, so enjoy the the break. Enjoy. Are the, you gonna watch the All Star game? Yeah, if Dame's in it, I'll watch. That's my kind of my rule. So uh, I'm definitely will be tuned in on Sunday. Um, I'll see how he does in the three point contest as well. Um, that's all from me. Why don't you wrap this one up and send it on? Home we're stage. available on iTunes, Stitcher, Himalaya Podcast, anywhere that you get your podcast. We are there. Like and five star us. Sub to us. Um, we are going to do a lot of content for the draft and, uh, thank you so much for listening. We're out of here. Peace. Wherever you may be, this is Bill Shinley. Good night, everybody. Let's go! Let's go!